You're listening to Freedom Christian Fellowship's podcast. Hey, good to see everybody. Wow, you all look so great and wonderful. Man, it's good to be back at Freedom and uh, see a lot of old friends and a lot of new faces too. Grab, man. You all look beautiful. Look at your neighbor and tell them they look better this Sunday than they did last Sunday. Come on, tell them. <laughs> it's, good. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's good to be back here at home. It's good to be with you all. And thank you, Pastor Andy, and uh, for the invitation, the opportunity to come and uh, to speak and to share with you guys. I was just... Really excited about coming. I mean, I, I canceled a meeting today just to be able to come. That's why when he sent me the invitation, I said, give me a couple hours and uh, before I can respond because I had to cancel a meeting that we were having today with our elders and we have every month and, and uh, I canceled that and, and, uh, and also just so we, Jeannie and I wanted to come and see all of you. And it's great to have my lovely wife uh, with me on this trip as well and, and uh, um, June the 4th will be 35 years, and I'm just so excited about it, looking forward to it, and just uh, spending another 35 years with my lovely wife, and also thank God for, and again, it's great, great to be here with you, and, uh, and I just thank God for your pastor and his family. Uh, you know, I've, I've been doing this for a little over 25 years now, and I, uh, I've, we've encountered some things there in Wichita Falls that... I had to call Andy and say, hey, what would you do here? <laughs> because it was interesting, <laughs> you know. But really, the church is doing great there. I mean, we're so, we're so blessed. The church has been wonderful. And, and, and uh, Stacy and Justin, our kids, are with us there in Wichita Falls. In fact, they're leading the service today. My daughter's leading worship, and my son is speaking in the service. And uh, they're just doing wonderful uh, Stacy works for CPS, Child Protective Services for the state of Texas, and uh, uh, my son works as a uh, detention officer now at the Wichita County uh, Sheriff's Office, and he works there. So they're they're just doing wonderful. And uh, in fact, he'll probably be getting married. I don't know within this year. He's met him. He's met him a, a lady, finally, <laughs> and uh, you know, and, uh, and so. Uh, Everybody's just doing wonderful. It is good to see all of you, though, and it's good to be here. And are you ready for the Word of God, yes or no? Yes. I'm going to be talking about today, God restores. And uh, have you ever, uh, I, I know I used to love to do this when I was younger. I, uh, uh, I say younger in my 20s and 30s. I used to take a, an old piece of furniture. I loved to sand it down and uh, take something that was tarnished or marred or something that had a defect in it. I used to love to take that old piece of furniture and sand it and stain it and then varnish it. I mean, make it look almost brand new again. I like doing things like that. And I still do it every now and then. I made Jeannie a, a real nice farm table of an old uh, table that they used, that someone else was using and got rid of. I just t turned it into a, a beautiful farm table that she loves. And I just love taking older things like that and making them look new. God restores and that's the way God uh, works in our life. He loves to bring restoration. He loves to take something that's broken. He loves to take something that may be tarnished a bit, like our personal lives. And then he just, oh, yeah, that, yeah, she caught it. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and makes something new out of it. 
and restore our lives. And, and I'm just going to share a few little scriptures with you that just show us from the Bible, give us the big idea that God restores. You know, in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, the Bible tells us that if we'll humble ourselves and we'll pray and seek God and, and, and turn from our wicked ways, the Bible says, then he will heal our land or he will restore our land. God is a God of restoration. How many of you really believe America needs some healing? God is a God of restoration. He restores things. You know, in Nahum 2 and 2, I really picked this scripture because I like what it says. It says, even though the destroyer has destroyed Judah, the Lord will restore its honor. Israel's vine has been stripped of branches. You ever felt like your life's been stripped? I mean, something happened and just life has just stripped you of the life? The Bible says that God restores its splendor. I love that. God is a God of restoration. If it's broken, God's not done. If it's broken, God's not done. That somebody just got some hope right there. If it's broken, God's not done. 1 Peter 5 and 10 says, In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, I wish that part wasn't in there. But it is. So after you had suffered a little while, he will what? Restore. He will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. Defeat is not a way of life in the kingdom of God. Brokenness, be, your life just being totally broken and in shatters, is not God's way. He doesn't want you to stay in that place in your life. God restores. He restores life. He restores hope. I love what Jeremiah 30 and 17 says. Well, let me read the definition of restore first. It is the healing of a wound. And I really like this next part. It is the new flesh over an old wound. The new flesh over a wounded spot. It's health, it's perfection, it's soundness, it's wholeness in your life and in my life. That's what the word restore means. God wants to bring us to a place of restoration, to where our life is fully restored, where we're whole, we're complete, spirit, soul, and body, where we're walking in his wholeness and in his completeness. We are restored. So, uh, Jeremiah 30 and 17 says, I will give you back your health and heal your wounds. That word heal there is the same word as restore. I will restore. I will give you back your health and heal your wounds, says the Lord. And I read this because I, where I really want to take the text today is from a, a passage of Scripture that if you've been in church any time, you've probably read this passage of Scripture or heard somebody else read it, preached on. But this is one of the most beautiful pictures of restoration that I see in the Bible. And it's in Jeremiah chapter uh, 18 verses 1 through 6. Let's read. The word uh, which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. I, I could stop right there. <laughs> maybe, maybe, just maybe. Look at your neighbor and say, maybe, just maybe. What's going on in your life now, God might be trying to get you to a place where you hear what he has to say. Where you just hear his words. Because one word from God can change everything. One word from God can restore everything. 
one moment where you're feeling depressed or hopeless, just one word from God will breathe life and hope into you. Just one word. And he says, uh, then I went down to the potter's house and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel. Everybody say another vessel. vessel. (laughs) Mm, Are you willing for God to do another thing in your life? He made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. Have you ever lived your life like you thought you had a better plan than God? (laughs) Have you ever lived your life like you knew better than God? This passage of scripture says that he made it again into another vessel, a vessel that pleased him. Something that pleased him. I like that. I could stay there for a while, but I won't. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as, the, as this potter, says the Lord. Look at, at the clay in the potter's hand. So are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Let's pray. Father, what a great opportunity it is to be back with our family here at Freedom. God, I just uh, thank you for the opportunity, Father, and, and, for the, and thank you for uh, the word of God that you've given me to share with them. I thank you that the word is powerful and it is active. And God, it will accomplish that which you have, you're sending it forth to accomplish today. And God, I declare right now that it's falling up on fertile soil and it will produce fruit in your kingdom. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Marred in the potter's hand, wounded in the hand of the potter. You ever felt like that in your life? Broken in the hand of the potter. Tarnished in the hand of the potter. Now, I don't understand all of that, why it's there in the hand of the potter. I don't understand all of that. And I'm not even going to try to understand all of that. All I'm going to do is trust the potter. And trust what God is doing in my life and in your life. Wounded in the hands of the potter. You know, who is the potter? Isaiah 64 and 8 says this. And yet, O Lord, you are the father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are formed by your hand. You know what this tells me, though, this whole passage of scripture is this. Is that failure is never final in my life. Failure is never final in your life. God wants us to be able to go through failure without becoming failures. I'll let that sink in just a moment. God wants us to be able to go through difficulties in life without the difficulty becoming us. God wants us to be, go through failure sometimes without becoming a failure. He is the potter and we are the clay. The disappointments in life are never a final. We must begin to see things from a divine perspective of what God is doing in our life. Why did God choose Israel? He talked about Israel in this passage of Scripture in Jeremiah. Why did God choose Israel? Because You know why? Because he couldn't choose a more rebellious people. They rebelled against God constantly. They always rebelled against God. But yet God... It shows his mercy and his grace and his love in working with the nation of Israel. He couldn't have chosen a more rebellious people that were continually worshiping other gods. God would tell them, don't do that. They'd go right to and do it, right there and do it. 
He couldn't have chosen more rebellious people. But it's a picture of God's love, his unfailing love, and of his grace, and of his mercy, and of his willingness to work with us. We are like the clay in the potter's hands. So there's three lessons from the potter's house that I just want to share with you today. The first one is this, and it's the potter's power. The potter's power. There's nothing impossible with God. We know this. It's just a reminder that God is powerful. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your life. There's nothing beyond God's ability in your life. There's nothing beyond God's ability. No matter how broken it might seem. No matter where you're at in life. There's nothing beyond God's ability. The potter is powerful. The church that we're, that we're at now when we got there, I'm, I'm just so thankful and God has been so good to us. The church, when we got there, had about, on Sunday morning, uh, average 35, 40 people attending on a, on a Sunday morning. And, uh, uh, and, you know, there's nothing special going on about the place. In fact, where's Justin at? Justin and Holly have been by there. You know, Holly uh, is from Wichita Falls, and we weren't in town, but they were in town, and they took a picture, a selfie, you know, like something said something like, wish you were here and uh, had our church building behind it. But it's in a little corner of, of an old nursing home and, and there's other businesses in it now. But we're back off in a corner and a little 6,000 square foot spot, 6,000 square foot spot there. And, and uh, there's just nothing special about it. And, and we've just seen God do incredible things, you know. Uh, and before we got there, the elders had even met and were considering shutting the church down. They had lost so much hope. They, they were just thinking about shutting the church down at that point. Then they said, no, nah, we'll give it one more try. And, and I, I mean, and, and it's just been incredible. I mean, this last Easter in that little old building, we had like, what do we have? 122 people there for our Easter service and, and uh, just crammed into this little place. And, and it's just been incredible. But that's the potter's power. That's his power to restore. That when we give God the opportunity, he restores. There's nothing impossible with God. His, there's nothing beyond his ability. And we have to believe that. We have to trust in that. That the potter has the power to restore. In Jeremiah 32 and 27, he says, I am the Lord, the God of the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? Wow. The potter's power. I hope that gives you hope that nothing is beyond, beyond God's ability. I like what 1 Peter 2, 24 and 25 is talking about Jesus Christ. He said he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we could be dead to sin and, and live for what is right by his wounds. I believe Andy quoted from that earlier. By his wounds we are healed. By his wounds. He restores by his wounds, by his power. He restores in your life and in my life. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. He is our shepherd. And what do we learn about the shepherd in Psalm 23? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He restores. There's nothing beyond God's ability to restore. There's nothing beyond his power. The second thing that we learn about the potter's house is that the potter has a purpose. In 
And I really believe this morning I was reading over this message there in the hotel room. And, and uh, um, I really believe the second point, God sent me here all the way from Wichita Falls to say, the potter has a purpose. God always starts with the end in mind. Think about that. God always starts with the end in mind. He knows the end from the beginning, the Bible says. God always, somebody, I hope this sinks in. God always starts with the end in mind. Here's what that's telling me. <laughs> I've got to stop, I've got to start living life like God's not trying, still trying to figure out my life. Let me say that again. Because God sent me a long way to say that. That I've got to stop living life like God's still trying to figure out my life. He's not still trying to figure out my life. He's not trying to figure out your life. The potter has a purpose. And he knows the end from the beginning. He's got a purpose for you. He's got a purpose for this church. He knows the end from the beginning. God's not up there going, Jesus, did you see that? <laughs> Holy Spirit, come here. I need help. <laughs> Have you ever thought about this? There's nothing that's ever occurred to God. Think about it. Oh, this just occurred to me. We have to stop living life like God's still trying to figure out our life. He knows our life. And he, he started with the end from the beginning. And God has a purpose. I love the way Jeremiah said it in Jeremiah 1 and 5. I, and, and, and God's talking to Jeremiah and he says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Wow. Look what, what Paul said in Galatians chapter 1. He said in verses 15 and 16, he said, But even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would uh, proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. He said, But even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. I mean, God knew the end from the beginning in Paul's life. He knows the end from the beginning in your life. He knows. Look at your neighbor and say, he knows. He knows. God has a purpose. God has a plan. Even though you've been wounded, even though you, you feel like a broken vessel, you're a leaky vessel, the hot potter has a plan for your life. And in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, it says, whatever God started in your life, he will finish. God's a finisher. He's not a quitter. He, God doesn't quit. Quitting is not in his vocabulary. God finishes what he starts. And God has a purpose. The potter has a purpose for your life. He has the power and he has a purpose for your life. And the last thing is this. Let me just say again, God never quits. He's pursuing you. He has a purpose to restore you. The last thing is this, is the potter's process. You know, a potter, when he puts you on the wheel, he's got a process that he uses in your life and in my life 
Philippians 2 and 13, he said, for God, the Bible says, for God is working in you. 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 Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Remember we read from our, from our text in Jeremiah that the potter is making the vessel into a vessel that pleases him. One that he desires. One that, that he looks at and he knows the end from the beginning of, of that vessel. And he's making that vessel into something. And the Bible tells us here in Philippians that God is working in us to make us, to give us the desire to do what pleases him. Many times, I don't know if you've ever been like this, but I've been standing up on the, outs uh, on the outside and down on the inside. You ever live life like that? Well, I'm standing up on the outside. Yeah, it looks like I'm complying, but on the inside, mm -mm. <laughs> God wants us standing up on the outside and the inside. He's giving us the power and the desire to do what pleases him till we come to a place in our life where every day we wake up and we say, God, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Father, my delight is your plan and your purpose, God. That is my delight. I, did do, I delight and desire to do what you've called me to do, God, whatever it may be in my life. And God, you have a process, and I realize that process. So, Father, I submit my life to that process. I give myself to that process in my life, and I say, God, God, have your way. Because the potter has the power. He has the power. And he's got a purpose. But he's also got a process. But in that process, he has the end in mind because he knows the end from the beginning. Jesus came looking for you. Anybody remember that old song, he brought me out, out of the miry clay? He set my feet on the rock to stay. Jesus came looking for you. And he found you. Here's the point. Stay on the wheel. <laughs> stay on the wheel. God's got the power, he's got the purpose, and he's got a process. But stay on the wheel. He came looking for you. He's pursuing you. He's got a plan and a purpose for you. But you stay on the wheel. What does that look like? I just want to close with this. Here's what staying on the wheel looks like. I find it in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Paul writes and he says, So dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God. Let me just say it this way, to give this lump of clay to God. He said, I plead, I'm pleading with you, give yourselves to God because of all he has done for you. And then he goes on to say, let them be a living and a holy sacrifice. The kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. 
but let God transform you into a new person. There it is. There it is. The clay on the wheel. Let God transform you into a new person. Where does it start? I'm offering myself to you, God. I'm offering myself to you, God. I'm offering myself. God, you can do what you want with my life. No matter how broken I feel, no matter what position I find myself in, I know the potter has the power. I know he does. And I know he still has a purpose. He has a purpose. But he also has a process that he brings us through. It says, this is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Wow. Could it, could, could it really, it sounds simple, don't it? Really all God wants to do is change the way I think. And I want to transform you. I've got the, you're this clay. And I want to transform you to this vessel because I have the, I've got the power to do it. I've got a purpose to do it. And I know my process in your life. I want to change the way you think because I want to transform you into a new person. He said, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Remember what I said? We've got to stop living life like God's still trying to figure out our life. What does it say right here? So that you will learn to know God's will for you. Know God's will. I know God's will. I know his will. The potter restores through his process in your life. He heals the wounds. He restores through that process. You feel like you're going through a process today. You feel like maybe sometimes your life's been wounded. I can't remember if I was watching something the other day and, or I was reading something. But there was a, it was a woman that had been severely beaten by a man. Just a tragic thing. Tragic. You, her face was just bruised by this man. And someone asked her, why don't you get away? <laughs> and you know what her comment was? There is no other way. She had been so accustomed to living with her brokenness that she didn't even know what it was to live a restored life. And she thought that was the way of life. And God says, no, I want to restore you. I want to make you whole, full of life, enjoying life. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 7, the last scripture today, it says, we, have now, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars. Ever felt that way? But we're containing this great treasure. Because here's the big deal. 
We're containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not ourselves. Remember when we started it out with the power of the potter? That this power to change it, our life, this power to transform us, this power to restore, deliver restored life comes from God. And we're just fragile clay jars, the Bible says. But in us is a power from God to change our life. So how do I experience that power? Just this one thing, okay? This one thing. Everybody okay? This one thing. And I'm going to use a Christian word here, then I'll explain it. Some of you know what it is. It's one of these Christian words that probably makes us pastor look, look smarter than we are. The word is consecrate. How do I experience that power of God and that transformation? I have to consecrate myself. Here's, here's what I've learned and still learning. Is that God, won't, God doesn't consecrate me. Now he has called me and he has set me apart for a purpose. But I have to consecrate myself. Really what that means in that word is consecration is the complete surrender to the lordship of Jesus Christ is what it simply means. And there's no safer place to be than on the wheel with the potter making something out of your life. And taking the broken parts of your life, the parts that are tarnished, that are marred. There's no better place to be than on the potter's wheel. Because why? He's got a purpose and he's got a process. But most of all, he has the power to transform your life. He has the power to do new things in your life as you consecrate yourself and offer yourself to him and say yes to him. God, your will be done in my life. Your will be done in every area of my life. It doesn't matter what else is going on around me, God. I surrender my life to you. God, you love me with an unfailing love. And I know you have good things. David said this, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is a good God. Taste and see that he's good. He's good. The word consecrate means to be part. It means to be designated for a special purpose. It means to be completely dedicated to God. And Jesus set the perfect example for you and for me. Jesus set the perfect example. When he set himself apart and he consecrated himself. Even when they wanted to make him a king on the earth, he said, no, that's not my purpose. That's not my purpose. He said, I'm here to die on the cross. I'm here to give my life. And he said, Father, not my will, your will be done. He set himself apart to the work of the Father in his life. Over and over, he said, Father, I'm here to do your will. He told people, I'm here to do the will of my Father, not my own will. His life was set apart he, to the potter. He, even Jesus, at that point in his life, his body was broken. Blood was shed on the cross, but yet he was still in the potter's hand. And resurrection was on his way. Why? God restores. God restores. He's not going to leave you down. Defeat is not a way of life in the kingdom of God. He's not going to leave you down. He's going to restore your life. 
He is a good God. He is a good God. Let's pray. Father, I love you. God, thank you for this word. Thank you for the opportunity again to be here at Freedom. God, I thank you for the word that you've given me, Lord. And Father, I thank you that you do have the power. And so right now, God, we just surrender ourselves to that power. Your power, God. We surrender ourselves, God, to your power in our life. We surrender ourselves, God, to your purpose in our life. God, we know you have a purpose for us. And Father, we surrender ourselves to the process that you have, God. <laughs> because, God, you're making a vessel that's pleasing unto you. You're making a vessel, God. You're making something out of us that pleases you, God. You're giving us the desire, God, and the will and the power to say yes to you, God. To follow you with a whole heart, God. And live that surrendered life, God, because you're doing something. You're making something because you're a good, good God. And Father, I thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor.